There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've ever used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. In 2017, more than 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's 51% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride-sharing services too. Yo, cops are on the lookout and writing tickets, so why take the risk? In 2017 alone, seatbelts saved nearly 15,000 lives. So do the smart thing and buckle up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. All right. Father's Day is around the corner. What are you guys getting your dads? Uh, yeah, well, my father keeps saying he wants to like start going to the gym. And yeah, I got to work out. I got to go to work out. <laughs> so I'm gonna get him uh, like probably like a year pass to a gym. It's But so nice. yeah, I don't think he's actually gonna go. So I'm probably just gonna write free gym pass on a piece of paper. <laughs> And he's gonna fall for it. Yeah, I'm like a fake gym too. Like gym. You'll never know. Jim's gym. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, I can't find. I, I can't find the the free pass. Where I, is hey, it? I lost my pass. <laughs> Frank. Oh. Uh, I get my old man a bottle of Johnny Walker's. That's what I always got him. Right. He's not around anymore, so I just put it in front of his picture. I open it up, and I just leave it there. Oh, that's Rest sweet. Yeah. That's oh, that's sweet, so nice. Frank. No, I love that. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to get my dad another accordion. So my dad was flirting. Another? Yeah, he had one, but he never used it. Only when I came over and he wanted to wake me up at like six in the morning, he would start playing the accordion. Um, so now in theory, he doesn't have one. So I'm going to get him a new accordion. Where do you accordion. buy accordions? I have no idea. Amazon, do they sell accordions? They have, they have everything. <laughs> and, and you, Raquel? I 
I finally found something that my father's appreciative of, and it's boxers, because my mom is tired of him walking around in his tidy whities She took pictures of him with her iPhone. It was like, this is what you're showing your daughter. And, and so now it's covered. Up. So he walks around in these very comfortable boxers. So I'm going to get him more. So is there like a Facebook gallery that your mom created with him and his, and his tidy whities She must have hundreds. Because wow. she's like, look, she can see the outline. Wow. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> That was like the opera version there. I feel good, man. Yeah, I see yeah, it. Yeah, wow. sometimes you got to take, you know, the, throw a little Pavarotti on them. Yeah, you know that what I mean? Very impressive. Little Luciano. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Um, this is episode oh, 22, 22, a.k.a. 104. Are we going to do that? Oh, no, no, no. I, Come I, on, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Okay. It's episode 104. There we go. All right. Does that feel good? Feels good? Yeah. Feels good to pay less? <laughs> 104. Oh, God. That was a that delayed was delay, SFX. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel La Loca. Hi, I am Michael the Diaz. Hi, I am Jamie the Fernandez. What is this? Hello, I'm Franklin the Nibs. <laughs> Frank did it! Yes! This is two weeks in a row. We continue to cipher. I get nervous for Frank. Frank goes rogue. Frank goes, oh, uh, yeah. Yo, you yeah. remember what he was doing at the barbecue? The Leron character? Oh, no. oh my oh, yeah. God. Frank just started, he started workshopping this new character. I feel like he waits till we get together, and he's like, guys, I got new characters I'm workshopping. Because I'm an actor, you know. It was based uh, on someone that Mike knew, but then Frank took it to another level. Yeah, that guy wasn't even that. It was like Mexican. Yeah, it was like a one-man show. Who was that? I don't know. Frank, who was that that you were channeling? Yeah, 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 motherfuckers. You know what wow. I'm saying? Wow. Yo, Mike. It's, who was that? I, I I don't even remember. Tyrone Leroy, it don't matter. That Mike's I, I, former... I, I don't remember that because I think that's when I was halfway through Rachel's husband's new Nutcracker line he has. <laughs> oh, my and God. And I was done, yo. He came through. This was fire. Woo! My husband sometimes be the closer. He come through with the nutcracker. What? He threw the grill back on, gave us mm -hmm. hot dogs. Yep. It wasn't a Gatorade bottle, so we. I actually thought it was Gatorade at first. I was like, mmm, <laughs> thirst quencher. Gulp. And I'm like, oh, shit, that shit is strong as fuck. That shit goes I right, be, I right became, I became that character, that Frank character. <laughs> oh, shit, this shit fucking making me fuck up. <laughs> Rachel. So I feel like we had our meeting, right? Where it was slash barbecue. It was a great meeting. Yeah. Shout out um, to everyone involved with the Latinos Out Loud podcast who came through to my yard. And it's we been had a, a minute. Very productive it's been a minute. Meeting. It's been a minute. The whole Benjamin. family. But, yes. whole fam. but my, my question is, even when we have a meeting, you love games. So, like, do you prepare? Were you <laughs> were you plotting that you knew all of us were going to come over and no. you were just going to do a game? No. True talk. Okay, so number one, I love playing games. Number two, I love inventing games. Mm. Uh, and and that happens usually when I'm at a certain intoxication level. Oh, I don't know boy. what happens. I'm just like, I'm like, forget Parker Brothers, I'm Parker's sister. <laughs> and I have a new game. <laughs> and it's Are you cold. sure that's not taken? I feel like, I feel like Parker's sisters is taken Yeah, as well. it's like a just, whole new thing if it's net. a Parker. Parker sister. I put the ma in Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
God. Uh, yeah. So we find out some stuff about each other because of the game. We played a game called Go Around the Table. What were you like in high school? Oh, man. Do you need to have that part of going around the table? You think maybe you can workshop and just remove that? Little section of Cause no, everybody has to know that everybody's in this motherfucker. There's no <laughs> okay. people that could just sit out and be like, no, I know when I talk about when I was like in high school. Like everybody's in. Everybody's yeah. in. Yeah, that was that that was a good game. We I, I now I know you guys real well. Yo. Real well. Well, we got to know a certain member of the Latinos Out Loud <laughs> podcast real well that evening, I would say. Absolutely. Uh Anybody want to shed some light? Shall I? Mm. Who would like to cover Jamie, this? I think Jamie would do uh, best Jamie, justice. Do justice? For this. Yeah. I was okay. looking at you when he said it, and the look in your face was just. Well, because my story probably was a little boring. <laughs> I, mine was just like, I went to All Boys High School. I kind of read left, books. Yeah, it was in the Bronx, so I kind of like left early because I didn't want to stay in the Bronx. I wanted, you know, so it was just kind of like, I read books. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, I'm in the National Honor Society. Yeah, I didn't even know about that, bro. <laughs> I was. You're smart. You're very smart. It, so it was, you know, nothing going, nothing interesting there, right? Um, but Handel, he, I think he was the last one. And if he wasn't, we'll say he's the last one. because He it closed was, the show. It was he one that closed the show. I think we ended the, the game headliner. after him. Yeah. We were like, nah, that's it. Everybody's game going to top it. Handel, um, he said he went to prom. He took a mannequin to prom. Wow. wow. And not only that, but he showed us a picture of it. And it's him with a mannequin taking a prom picture with a mannequin. And a good-looking mannequin. And a fancy-ass mannequin. This is like, like a high-end. This is like a Bloomingdale's. Porcelain. Like, it was ridiculous. She was, like, voguing. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yo, and then Frank was like. Two hands up. Frank actually was like, yo, that reminds me of that movie about the man, a guy who meets the mannequin <laughs> in, from the 80s. I was like, we're like Frank. Mannequin? The movie Mannequin? Yeah, that's, just, that's <laughs> it. In his Leroy voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. Oh, I like oh me God. some mannequin loving. Give me some of that mannequin loving. <laughs> <laughs> it was just coming randomly, right? Like the yeah. Leron voice. But yeah. we want to. We don't want to just leave it at that. We Handel did explain he did it as kind of a way. Um, to yeah, protest? as a, a fu to like just. You know, the prom, yeah. what people kind of... Boycott. Kinda, boycott. Um, it was kind of very a punk rock thing of like, you know what? You think prom is only about this? Well, I'm going to show you that I could come in and do this. What, I, I didn't explain it well. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. You, a little under, under delivery. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because I'm looking at Handel now. Handel did put up his middle finger right now to explain why he did it. So it's basically a big, like, (laughs) to the prom association of America. Like, yo, you know what? This is, I'm not going to take your bullshit anymore. Your corsages and your limos. I don't give a shit about that. Take a prom picture of this. Come here, mannequin. Look at the camera. How you get her in the limo? That would have. Oh, good question. How'd you get her? Straight in the trunk. The trunk. You folded her. The trunk. You mended her. He put her. Threw her in the trunk. In a suitcase. And then unveiled it in the bathroom. No wonder her hands looked like that. She looked ridiculous. Maybe she had removable limbs. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like I could take out the arms and the legs. And so what else did you do with her that night? Was it oh, a true shit. prom? Was come it a true on, prom? Rachel. That's not nice, Rachel. You know come what on. I did after prom. Oh, I hope that's God. what you did. Wow, Rachel. Anyways. Need some milk. <laughs> that's the actual voice of the mannequin. Um, but yo, we bonded. We definitely bonded. We did bond. Um, but speaking of partying and prom, Jamie, you look like you went to some fancy party. I look party. like. Yeah. <laughs> 
got I that glow. How does someone look like I have that party glow? It was your outfit. Glow. You yeah. had an outfit on. It's like a I birthday did. cake glow. I did go to a fair. Oh, damn. Okay. I don't know if that's, if that's like good enough. Like an ice cream cake You shimmer. got like a white cream kind of glow in your face right now. She needs some milk. Uh, I went, good. I did. I went to a fancy party in, in Long Island. Um, it was in this crazy fancy hall. It had an open bar. It had what? like hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. But this, and, but it was, um, it wasn't like this, like a wedding reception, which it kind of looked like. It was a, a kid's first birthday party. Oh, wow. wow. How old was the kid? How old was the kid? First birthday party. Uh, oh my God. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> He's like, nah, they skipped my first three, so I'm just asking. 12. Like his first what? <laughs> No, nah, but first, the first, first what? His first second. The first I know it was his first birthday party, but what how old was the kid? Um No, but he was one year one oh, year okay, old one it. year old little girl. Um and uh, <laughs> continue. No, but I thought it was yeah, it was definitely an extravagant party for you know, even the even the kids' games they were playing, like the one year old doesn't really know what's happening. Like it fell, like she fell asleep. Definitely not midway through the party. So, but the parents are spending a lot of money, and I think I would I would personally like hold off that type that type of kids' party till like the third or fourth, right? When they can appreciate it. You know, I'll do a theme party. I but oh, it was like a Willy Wonka theme. Oh wow! So they had like Willy Wonka chocolate, and they had um. Ferrero Rocher, which is like my crack. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Rocher. Yo, when they got free Ferrero Rocher, when they got free Ferrero you know when they got the Ferrero Rocher, I can't fuck with the Ferrero Rocher. You know. I got nut allergies. That shit'll kill me. Oh, shit. Well, I would die Rocher. happy if I die from a Ferrero Rocher because I love it. <laughs> a what? Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> Yeah. I would die from an almond raka. Those are like my favorites. Oh my I mean, god! Yeah, those are but my yeah, it was. But it was a great party. So how many chocolates did you take home? Because I know. Oh, I yeah, worse. Well, me and Fatima were there, so she she stashed, I stashed. Right. Um, you always gotta have a little extra. What'd you get? The Fr kid? Frs. Huh? What'd, what'd you guys Pocket get? The kid, space. by the way. Um, Fatima bought the gift. So <laughs> if she you couldn't um, buy no cheap stuff there. Yeah. No. I mean. Um, no, Fatima is a classy girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh, probably got the kids some Melissa and Doug shit. Like I don't even know what that is. So that's why. That's why I shouldn't <laughs> buy the gifts because I don't even know what that is. I would be like, "Yo, is Oshkosh Bagash still in business?" <laughs> oh God, uh, those are the quick. Fancy... Go to Children's Place on One Eighty First before it closes. <laughs> but um, those are the fancy educational wooden toys. Uh, but Rachel, uh, for for. You know your kids' first birthday parties. What <sighs> did you do? Something you gotta, that big time? Like that I gotta hard? be honest. You got a few coming. You, you guys, had like a magician, right? Hold on, you guys were there. I went all out for my son's first birthday party. Do you want to know how much money I spent? I'll come. I'll come clean. Ooh, listeners like that. Dang. I know, and I'm gonna come clean because I feel like an asshole. Shit. Ooh. I dropped seven thousand no! dollars on his first wow. birthday party. Wow. Oh, shit, that shit hurt me. Wow. Isn't that insane? <sighs> Isn't that insane? That's wild. Jeez. But in my defense, that's like uh, a, that's that's his college too. Like that could go into his college fund and shit. <laughs> yeah. In my defense, times were different at that moment, Ooh. and like income was different, and like I, the doctors told me I couldn't have kids. Mm. So this was a big he fucking was a party. It was a miracle baby. This was like, all right, I got one. Yes. So let's celebrate me keeping him alive for a year, mm. him turning a year. And me having something that turned a year. Yes. So that's, but I, I feel like a schmuck. I will never do that again. And for this one coming up, good night. Maybe we'll go to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> good night. I'm sorry, 
second son. I love you just as much, but no yeah. way. Not even a piñata? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. What happens when Benjamin gets old enough to talk to DJ and DJ's going like, well, mommy spent 7000 for my birthday. Well, now it's on record, so that sucks. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the troll to send him that, that episode when he's old enough. That sucks. <laughs> mommy loves both of you the same. I... But... I see, like, some people really do crazy fucking shit. But yeah, they're not yeah. doing it for the kid. The kid's only one. So who are they doing it for? Yeah, the open bar is not for the kid. I know. But I, <laughs> I hope not. I enjoyed it on Sunday, you know? I was like, oh, hell yeah. Well, BT Dubs, the one that turned one is now turning four, and I have three birthday parties for him coming up in a few days. Shit. Three? Seven T's each? No. Okay. Are you out of your... What? No way, Jose. No way. You got to be thrifty, but you also still got to be creative, right? Yeah. So, well, for this one, he's got, you know, he's infatuated with the MTA. You've Uh, heard the sound clips on this podcast. And so mama woke up while she was in L.A. at like 7 a.m. to fill out the form for the application to just request the time in the day for a party at the New York Transit Museum. And I got it. Wow. New York Mom of the year. Nice. I'm oh, so excited. The New York Transit Museum. Do they have like little pet rats, like with stuffings <laughs> to emulate the actual train system? Well, I was hoping you would dress up as one. And maybe oh! you can like... Not funny. That wasn't really a diss. I was really oh. just asking if you could I really charge. make it real. I have fees. The adults would love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> just give me cheese you and I'm I, good. Are there? The thing is with these parties now, it's like the adult ratio, the adult kid ratio is pretty 50 50. Because now the adults, we come, we chill, we drink a little on the side. Mm. Like, yo, you got that Bacardi in your pocket? Yeah, right? <laughs> you know? And it's cool, but it's oh, going to be gonna a great that. party. A train, yo. I hope the, the party's not delayed. Oh. It's, in the, it's in the transit museum. So, I'm so yeah. glad you went there with puns. That's exactly uh, what his invitation looked like. It was. Full oh, you of have puns. puns? Oh, everywhere. Give us a train pun. I mean, <laughs> for those that were RSVPing, the closing doors. yeah, like if you could make it, it was like stand clear of the closing doors. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> and then for those that can't make it, it was uh, uh, train delays ahead. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. There was so much more. I'm not doing it justice, but uh, it's all the kids be getting like, like little like metro cards. Little cute metro cards with their names in the back. With their names in the back. The goodie bag is going to have little personalized metro cards on there. Oh, yo, I see. That's clever. That's clever. I'm going. I don't want to give it all away. Well, yeah, I don't want to give it all away because this is going to come out and there are going to be listeners that may be there. So I don't want to give it away. Okay. Meaning my good friends that do listen to this podcast. And the viewers. We have a contest. Uh, You could win. To uh, come to my kid's birthday party. Only if you dress as a rat and you run around. For the adults at the party. Well, Jamie already volunteered. He wanted to be the, uh, what time is it? And start dancing in the middle. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Be a I'll, bring a big, I'll bring a big boom box. Right. You'll be well, with the kid. Yeah, why not? I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend. That we have a lot going on. We have the Transit Museum party on Saturday. Then Sunday is like Father's Day slash his real birthday. And Oof. then Monday is his school party. So, Ooh. you know, I had to go in with the goodie bags. All right. You know, I go down on like no punk with the come when it comes to goodie bags. Right. You know, I you let know the what parents saying? know what time it is. Exactly, Good stuff. it's fun. I look forward to it. I actually live for this shit. True story. Nice. I live for this shit. That's that's going to be your speech at the end of the party. (laughs) Guys, I live for this shit, for these type of parties. You know my dad's making a speech. You've been Oh, my. Yo, your dad's speech is wild. He gives that speech. He's probably preparing right now as we speak. He is. Yeah. So um, I have to review it. I remember the first train I took, 1945. (laughs) 
from Brooklyn. Duke Ellington was playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think now it's time for some uh, Bochita Bites. Mm. Yeah. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochita Bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochita Bites. Hey, what's going on? Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. What's going on? Favorite time of the show. Uh, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, yeah, first bite. Justin Bieber. Bieber Fever. Oh, oh, oh. The Bieber hasn't been yeah, in the yeah, news yeah. for a while. Yeah. Well, he's in the news now, and it's for something really stupid. Oh, okay. Thank he, you. Uh, he called out Tom Cruise to fight him. What? what? Okay, let me explain. Please. The, the, <laughs> the singer called out... Uh, Tom Cruise um, on Twitter, and he wrote, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared, and you will never live it down. He wow. Big can, words. Can you define the octagon for those that may not know octagon, what it is other than a shape? Well, um, yeah, it's like what the UCW. Uh, UCW? <laughs> UCB? UCB? Right. The UCB, that's what the UCB <laughs> fight. You sketch comedy shows? It's an improv fighting troupe. Um, <laughs> That sounds like fun. UFC, UFC is yeah. they, they fight in the octagon, and that's where, that's you but know. But where did that come from? That came out of like, like left field. It did come out of left field. Like I don't know where the beef is coming from. Are they doing it? I didn't like, like the mu- I didn't like the mummy either, but I didn't want to fight Tom Cruise over it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, Tom Cruise probably could fight. Yeah, uh, he's a Scientologist. Tom remember, Cruise will fuck Mission Impossible, well, yeah. son. It's I think it'd be interesting because you got like the pop star versus Top Gun. You know, you have like Bieber's Christianity versus Tom Science. Cruise's Scientology. Ooh. Ooh. You got Haley Baldwin in Bieber's corner, and then you got whoever Tom hired to be his girlfriend for that week in his corner. Wow. <laughs> he, be careful, he's gonna fight you at the end. Well, no, he does. <laughs> come on, everybody knows he has auditions for to be his girl. No, Damn. that's how he got her. Katie Holmes. Yeah. All right, that's a whole different. That's a whole different bite. That's a whole different bite. Um, no, I think I do think yeah, I do think Tom Cruise would would um would have a shot because so, even too. though Bieber's young, he's like an old twenty five because he's done so much. Like he was, you know, he's done a lot of drugs i think in his day like he was okay, sniffing really? cocaine off of models asses before <laughs> puberty you know what i'm saying wow and tom cruise like you know he's fit he exercises you know he's always running in his movies and shit it's true is he I, does his own stunts too sometimes he does his own stunts yeah so i i actually think uh tom cruise would win that yeah fight. I, gave it to I don't him. know about yeah him. I think so too. I agree. You would vote for nope. for, for Tom. Yeah. Tom well, got that. Has, has Bieber been working out? Like, what's his current status? Nah, he's been like mopey recently. Like, he's mad. To, he's real depressed, and he always puts out depressing. So now it's like it went from like depressing Instagram posts to like, yo, fight. Tom Cruise, you going down? Shit. All right, yeah. it's gonna be a Justin Impossible <laughs> going on. <laughs> Actually, all this thing, um, this created a new game on Twitter after people heard about this. Um, so it's a game where now everybody on Twitter was challenging celebrities that are 31 years older than them to fights. Wow. Yeah. So, Frank, how would that work for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Alexander Graham Bell, you going down, motherfucker. What? 
I'm gonna hit you with a phone that you invented. Like 1800s. <laughs> Damn, Frank, they be dissing you, son. Yo, Mark, yo, through here, yo. If you hear me right now, I'm gonna kick your ass through oh here, yo. Oh my wow. God. Don't yo. say that name on this podcast. You're about to feel that pain, Mark Twain. Frank, you're gonna take this abuse? Oh, man. Yo. I, I, my, I was looking at celebrities like 31 years older than me. Lionel Richie was the first one that popped up. Okay. Whoa, wait. What's so, the math? Hello. And we don't have to worry about the math. Is it me? But you Lionel Richie. Exactly. <laughs> Like the, I, I'm telling Ronald Richie right now on the air, yo, I'm gonna kick your ass all night long. Oh, <laughs> all night. <laughs> okay, and Dr. Phil too. He's 31 years older than me. Oh, so okay. he gonna need a doctor after I, you know, beat that bitch with a bat. <laughs> I'm That's not, a challenge I'm, right there, I'm trying, to, Phil. I'm trying to trash talk, Mike. Do you have anybody you want to Yeah, Geraldo Rivera. I'm oh, tired. He's 31 years old. You know how easy it is? Uh, with, uh, wait. He's 31 you know years older than you? He's, eight, he's 80? No, he's not 80. But he's 31 years older than you. Know? He's in his 70s. No, he's like... I'm trying to calculate your age, too. Oh, right. Um, no, his nose is really easy to break. It's been like broken twice, so I can probably beat him up for a while. Damn, so, son. Yeah, he's fought I, 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 Who cuts clan up. members? Ooh, yeah. Like, yeah. Shit. You don't fuck with a dude. How about like you, Rachel? That? Who would you uh who would you uh oh. Dolly Parton? Um <laughs> no, I I don't play this game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. she's a pacifist. She's a pacifist. Yeah, no. uh, As God, the queen of games, I, I will not play this one. This is one game she will not partake in. Correct. Uh Pass. Next, next bite. Bumble, which is a, a the female friendly app known for it allows only women to uh, you know make the first contact with people they want to date. Whoa. That's what Bumble is. There is like about. a male version of that? Bumble. I don't know. Uh, Bobo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, this app, Bumble, they're um, they're opening an all day cafe. Oh, wow. In Soho, right? And uh, so when I first heard this news, I thought it was going to be like. Like a, a cafe where you could act, women could actually order men from oh. the from oh. the men from the menu. Oh. Oh. I'll take the dark roast. Oh, wow. <laughs> so clever. So I, clever. I recommend our Mexican dish, uh, Eduardo. <laughs> He's very spicy, very very beefy, and um, he comes with extra white sauce. <laughs> wow. Hello. Damn. If you're nasty, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't even. Open Can't my mouth. Right like, unfortunately, like, but the cafe, no, the cafe is kind of probably gonna have a couple dating <laughs> workshops here and there. But um, no, no, you can't order. You can't order men on the menu. Okay. That actually probably would be illegal. Uh, it's definitely legal somewhere. It's legal somewhere. Come on. It's legal somewhere. Um, Mexico. Anyways, <laughs> uh, last bite. Last bite, guys. According to a study at, uh, on Fox News. At least 30% of bridesmaids and groomsmen polled um, have gone into debt, all right, because of their friends' weddings, for paying, for paying all the shit you got to pay to be in one of your friends' weddings. And this actually has str strains their friendship, mm. you know, because, all, you know, it's like people got to, like, take out money from their savings. So much. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I, speaking as a former groomsman. Travel. There's a lot, right? Clothes. I got to buy a tux. I had to buy a tux. Gift. A ticket. Gift. If it's a destination, destination. wedding, a ticket. You know what I mean? Uh, gotta <laughs> you got to buy a gift for the couple. Mm -hmm. You got to get dollar bills for the for the strippers for the bachelor party. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then yeah. after waking up, when you're all hungover, you got to find the groom 
because you Wait, don't know this... and try to get him to the wedding in time because you don't sounds know like where. That's like a movie plot. <laughs> so that's extra money in case you have that's to bail him out of somewhere. Exactly. Or yeah. pay off a Dominican cop. No, uh, all just aside. <laughs> no, all just aside. My my younger sister Daniela, she's been going through that. She had like ten weddings in like two years, Damn. and it's stressful. And it's like you have to like literally budget your your, your months because it's so much money. And all these destinations and everything. Is it even more money um, for for a woman, Rachel? Because the men, I feel like the tuxedo, you could get the rent. You get a good deal on the rentals, but I'm, I think it's a lot more for women. It's no? definitely a lot more for women because there are so many more line items. Hair, nails, nails yeah. makeup, yep. undergarments. Mm. The guard, yeah. You know, ah, you no, well, you gotta wear off no. something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. depends on the dress that the get, you know, the girl picks also. And also, if you're single, you're trying to look good for like yeah. any potential, you know, yeah. it's a bumble, it'll be bumbling up in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> wedding and shit. In the Caribbean Ocean. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think you. I think it's just best for people to just do it, you know, through the through the through the court, through the government. Yeah. Uh, City hall. City, City hall. hall. City hall. Yeah. City hall's Damn. cheap, and then you can just, you know, go and have a little like reception. It's like a hundred thirty bucks. You fucking naysayer. At the <laughs> transit museum, you can have <laughs> yeah. a transit museum. Transit museum yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's booked till fucking twenty twenty one. Good luck. No, you fucking naysayers. I love destination weddings. Like, think about it. You go out there, you wild out. You fucking become, like, BFF with everybody in the pool. Oh, my God, we have to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You take my no- You never fucking talk to them again. <laughs> but, like, you fucking seen her tit and shit. Like, it goes wow. down at these destination right. weddings. So like, you're pro-destination weddings. Totally. So- uh, but wait, I got to caveat it by saying, like, I appreciate those that give you maybe over a year notice. True. So True. then you can buzz. And be like, can I do this a year from now? Thank you for letting me know. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you. Going to Jersey feels like a destination wedding to me. I'm <laughs> like, I, that to me is like, yo, I gotta fucking pay how much for this toll? Jimmy, would you do like an there Indiegogo to raise money for your? Oh, uh, you know what? I think I would cross sourcing. I would do that. I think it would get it would get in the news right yeah. away. J- just for the, but you know what, guys? That's it for the bites. For the Very yeah. nice. Very and nice. And now is that time of the show where you pretty much haven't heard of the rest of the show. It's time for the fake news. All right. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. How are we Frank. doing? Hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. Is, are we talking to Frank? We're not talking to your character? No, no, Frank. Say <laughs> Laron in the house. Who well, is Laron, that? Like inside the actor's studio? Can I, can I talk to Laron? Is Laron here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, seriously. Fake news is, um... We have a good one today. Oh. We're gonna, today we're going to be talking about Dr. Selby. I, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about Dr. Selby, but he's been in the news recently um, because of Nipsey Hussle that recently passed away. And Nipsey Hussle was going to do a, a documentary about his life. For those people that don't know who Dr. Selby is. It's Dr. Smelby, I think. Dr. Yeah, that's it. Dr. Smelby. My bad. Yeah, Dr. Smelby. You can be next, Frank. Yeah, just... He's a very okay. renowned holistic doctor, and uh, he's very famous. He, I mean, he could... Pretty much could cure any ailment from, you know, AIDS, uh, cancer, sickle cell anemia, leukemia, anything. Okay. Are you you interested in that? No, no. I'm not going to go too deep in what he did in the past, but uh, 
Dr. Selby passed away about four years ago. He mysteriously passed away. He was held uh, in one of the Virgin Islands because he had over $10,000 and they held on to him. And he mysteriously died the next day of pneumonia. Mm. Okay. And then there's another celebrity that's linked to his death also, and that's Lisa Left Eye Lo- Lopez. Yes. She mysteriously died also in Honduras. I don't want no scrubs. Here you go. And she mysteriously died. Too soon. I'm f- that's one of her songs. I'm not making fun of it. Okay. And now we also have Nick Cannon that refuses to do the... Uh, he, he said after Nipsey passed away that he was going to do the movie, and now mysteriously he said he's getting calls, and he doesn't want to do it either. Wow. Who's, who's All right. Was there a number on the caller ID? No, but you know what, guys? If you don't believe me, look, check this out. Now I'm, we're getting word that John Singleton, uh, his family is hiring a private investigator because they don't know how he passed away. He just, I think Mike told me he ended up in, the ho- he ended up in front of the hospital or something. They yeah, don't he was know in so- a wheelchair. They found him in a wheelchair in right. front of the hospital. And then what? I just found, I found out recently that he was going to be the producer of Dr. Selby's free, uh, film. Smelby. That Smelby. Smelby, my bad. So it's like so I think we have I think I think we have a a, a pattern of like maybe don't do a documentary on this guy. Yeah. Maybe find another project to work on. Well, yeah. this guy is opening he's a, he's a guru in terms of health and he opened the doors to a lot of stuff like the like FDA was after him. He he beat the FDA in the 80s because the FDA said that he claimed that he could cure AIDS. And he took all he took over 100 patients of his that had AIDS that he claimed that he cured and they testified and they pu- pu- proved that he cle- he um, he cured all these people, and they say the FDA and the big farm and all these big companies always wanted to have him out so, the way. So who the hell's doing this? The government? That's we don't know. Doing. These big companies, these FDAs, and these they they modifying the foods. They doing all this stuff. They taking they doing all this stuff. Somebody calls somebody, they call somebody, and, then and they call somebody. He's messing and up then people's the guy money. Taking care of. You know what? He look. This guy was eighty years old. He was in great shape. At the age of like forty years old, he was overweight. He was feeling horrible, and he changed his whole life. He met a Mexican doctor that told him, "Listen, you need to fast," and he fasted for over ninety Orale, days. Yo, I know. Yeah, and he start, right now. and I he put you. him on this special <laughs> diet of herbs, and he really he he cleansed his body, and he changed his whole life. And you have to, you guys have to go on YouTube and check out the Selby and check out. No, a lot of I don't stuff. even want to. I don't want. <laughs> I, I mean, want that in my cookies. Hey, I respect what he's done, but it just seems like anything related to Doctor Smelby is uh, is trouble. He's really yeah. deep when it comes to health, I guys. Smelby need, trouble. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, much, if I'm going to do a documentary on a, someone who's like a health uh, icon, uh, maybe Jack LaLanne, Ooh, someone that's not yeah, going to get me. Let's get involved with that. You know break. what I mean? Like, no, no. And, and I'm going to leave this off. If you guys think this is crazy, you have to check how many holistic doctors have passed away in the last three to five years. You're going to be Ooh. shocked. So I'm going to leave you guys with that one. I'm going to Google that. Frank Spiracy News. Thank you very much, everybody. Jesus. I want to give a shout out to someone. Oh. Dale. That's not a delay. A very very special listener. Uh, She hit us up on on Facebook. Uh, Very heartfelt uh, message she gave us. And it was so heartfelt. I was like, yo, uh, I got to call her. Oh. And okay. her name is Desiree Para Garcia. Very nice young lady. And she's in the room right no, now. No, 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 no. She's not yeah. here. She's, she lives in Phoenix. She's she lives, live via, she lives in, via satellite. Phoenix, Arizona. Matt Chill. Uh, and I'm, you called her. You, that's what yeah. you're... Latinos wow. allow, yo. Latino, we we give call you, yo. We'll call you. No, no, no. She said she's going to take me to the Arizona desert with a, a, a lot of UFOs. She are said you, she... Are you, you're, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might go to the desert like out Breaking there. Bad style in a yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah, she sounds, yeah. She sounds totally normal. Yo, guys, she knows the show inside out. She loves all you guys. I mean, she went all the way down to the last, to the two last, ep- the, the lost episodes. We love you too, boo. Desiree. Thank you, Desiree. You, you know nah, what I'm saying? We love you, Desiree. Well, thank you very much, girl. 
I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've ever used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. In 2017, more than 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's 51% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride-sharing services too. Yo, cops are on the lookout and writing tickets, so why take the risk? In 2017 alone, seatbelts saved nearly 15,000 lives. So do the smart thing and buckle up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. This is the part of the show where we interview somebody. (laughs) Amazing! Amazing plus amazing equals amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, they are entertainers. You know them from everywhere. So we're going to just talk about everything that they're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, D-Nasty and Sasha Mercy. We have been this big. At the same time. That's crazy. At the same time. time. It's a a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. We're in the same coast. We're here in Wall Street. Mm -hmm. I'm in Wall Street. The street of Walls. Because, yeah, this is what I got to say. The first time I came here, I went, well, not here, but when I came to the podcast, it was in Washington High. And somebody's room. And now you guys are (laughs) mad fucking fancy. It was in Mike's kitchen. It was. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was in the other room, like, hurry up. Podcast, okay? Yeah. I gotta I'm, cook. I, it's true. <laughs> Mira, it's who you interviewing? Yeah. Get to get a totone. Stop Yo. interviewing people and get a real job. Que tanto hablan allá adentro, coño? Hablando fica. What's a podcast? Uh-huh. What's a podcast? Yeah. Todavía, right? Eso te pagan por eso. Podcast te pagan. That's throwback, though. Yes. Super throwback, but it's a beautiful thing. We're all progressing, which is great. I just want to say congratulations to oh. Room 20 Motherfuckers! You got the NBC money. That's <laughs> Yo, you guys are killing it. This is Thank a beautiful thing. We got the SAG minimum. Oh my God, per diem, it was nice. Per diem, it was, it was nice. nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Those were the days. How long were you guys out there for then? How, how long you guys were there? 11 days. Okay, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. okay. Rachel's forgetting some days because she was in the dispensary a lot. Yo, <laughs> my life, Can we, I mean, do you want to discuss? Because yes. out there is like a land that I never imagined. Oh, it's, it's the best. I love those little gummies. There's these little things called Plus, which has like CBD and the THC. Jerry got one. Yeah, I got fucked up off of that. Jerry got one. Yeah. Yo, I was, I got, I started like, like vomiting and you shit. Get vomiting and yeah, he was talk- I heard you were talking with your eyes closed. No, yeah, oh, no, yes, no, no, no. Yes. Yeah, that was the night I talked with my eyes closed. That was the juice uh, uh, herb that you oh, drank. I don't the the juice juices. I drank made me vomit, but the gummy bears made me talk with my eyes closed. <laughs> listen, listen. The juices make you vomit. I had a juice back in the day, and that shit made yeah. me vomit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody around me looked like Stretch Armstrong. Like, their arms were, like, super long. I was like, no, 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 no. Esto no está bien, señores. 
Yo, that's but, amazing. Gummies. Yeah, them gummies, them gummies is everything. I love those gummies. LA is beautiful. It okay, is we got to talk about LA. We got to talk about New York. Well, you're not really in New York. You're kind of all over the country right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, me. Yeah, you. Like, <laughs> like, okay. You're the common San Diego bueno, comedy. Yo me voy para Francia el domingo. Vamos a hablar. France. I'm going to Cannes, darling. Yeah. Hi. Oh. Yeah. Go out there and rap, girl. Yeah, you already know. Let rap them know. Let them come through with a platano. Like, it's a Dominican out there. Yo, there is Dominicans out there. There's a nice community of Dominicans out there. I like that Mike always finds a way. Be like, yo, yo. He's got them on GPS. They're going to Mars. Astronauts are going to Mars. There's Dominicans up there. You didn't know that? No, you don't know. Like, part of the criteria of being friends with Bagu is you have to let him find your iPhone. Like, you have to be on his family. They got a WhatsApp group. They got a WhatsApp group. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Have a great time. Like, yo, Cons, that's where we should be. Shouldn't we be there? Let's live our lives. It's about time we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So talk to us about what y'all doing individually, collectively, just whoever wants to start, because I know big things are popping on each coast. Oh, I'm not trying to do no Biggie Tupac shit right now. I'm not, not, like, I'm not, I mean, maybe I am. Maybe I'm going to get more than I am. I'm about to talk shit about L.A. But, you know, we just got to, we got to understand that L.A. is a beautiful place. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like, the scenery is just like, there's nothing like it. Pero un aburrimiento. Pero un maldito aburrimiento. Señores, it is ridiculous, bro. Like, I call it the get stuck culture. Because, no. yeah, the only reason why I say that, you say no, because I live there and I know. Um, uh. One, New York City did not prepare me for LA at all. And New York City did not didn't prepare me so much that I don't even know how to drive. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. Oh. You need a car in LA. And people say it like, oh, you need a car. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, as a New York, you'll be like, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll walk. No. And then you're like, yeah, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but the reason why I say it's the get stuck culture is because you could only do one thing a day. Yeah. In LA, if you are somebody that's a New Yorker, even if you have a car, the maximum you could do is three three things a day. I mean, two things a day. It's like everything is so far, like all these events that you see is like 30 minutes away, 40 minutes away. And if there's traffic, forget about it. You Mm. there. So you get stuck in situations where like, you know, New York City, you'll you'll be at a party and you'll be like, I'm out of here. You know, like, oh, yeah. I don't even tell like nobody. on a yacht party. Like, you, yeah. can't leave the boat. you can't leave this shit. So it's like, you're like, I- I'm leaving, right? And you made that decision. You don't have to talk to nobody about it and you disappear. Yeah. In LA, you can't do that shit. Like, you in LA, right? And somebody says some wild dumb shit, right? And you be like, I wanna leave, but where you gonna go? Nope. You're gonna be gonna, you're gonna be oh. stuck in traffic for like an hour. And then what you gonna do? Go home? Because mm. there's, no, there's not another event that is close enough for you to go to. Also, the dudes wear fedoras and vests. Yeah. I went to a club once, I literally saw somebody dance and like three cards came out of his pocket. Like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was well, like, I like it. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah. David like, Copperfield. Yeah, you get stuck. You get stuck. And it's like, even if like, let's say you Ubering, right? Mm. There's no service in the mountains. So you literally stuck. So well, you like have to talk, hills? yeah, when you're in the hills, you have to talk to someone and be like, yo, um, can you drive me to like down the mountain, down the mountain so I can get some service? So it's Shit. just like that culture is like, you know how we got no time for bullshit 
and we just got to go and leave. Like, this person rubs me the wrong way. No, this person rubs me the wrong wrong way, and I need to stand next to them. Like, that's (laughs) what you need to do. That is the culture. But, you know, besides that, somebody told me something that was very interesting, and it it stood with me when they were like, yo, L.A. with the wrong people is hell. L.A. with the right people is heaven. So, like, I'm trying to recruit everybody to go with it. Yeah, I want people to not, not leave my parties early, so I would like LA. Oh, there you go. I'd be yeah. like, yo, come there on, man. Where are you going to go? There's no service here. We're going to see a movie. Karaoke <laughs> snacks. I, I got yeah. it. Yeah. You know, you Jamie's whipping out karaoke. We're going to watch Netflix. You got to go? Okay. Bye. Bye. Where are you going to go? How are you now? Like, have you, can you say you've adapted or are you still kind of finding the challenges? So Hello, excuse me. Um, so uh, <laughs> the culture is just so fucking different. It's like, all right, um, I am not adapting. <laughs> I feel like a gerbil in a cage, right? So it's like I'm pacing just back and forth, you know. But the thing is that every time I talk to someone that is like, oh, I, I love LA. They're like, yo, give it two years. Like, yeah. everybody says two years. Because okay. L.A. is really so vast. I only made a year. So vast. It's so vast. Like, okay, it's going to take time for you to find the spots. And when you find the spots, you're going to have to calculate the time. Like, yo, I can't be here. Like, if you go to Santa Monica from where I live, it probably takes, like, 45 minutes. But if you leave at 5 o'clock to try to get home, you're going to get home, like, at 7, 30, 8 o'clock. So that's that, how bad that happened to me and Rachel remember we, we tried yeah. to get in a spot and it's amazing that traffic is ridiculous. yo but not for yeah. nothing that was like the best traffic ever cause we listened to like five podcast episodes <laughs> we were critiquing the fuck out that's of them beautiful. yo because we were in bumper to bumper we the top down mm. it wasn't the best you know it wasn't the worst yeah. situation we were in a convertible for crying oh, very out loud nice. but I'm learning I'm learning um there's a lot of things that it's like you know you get older and so you gotta unlearn the things that you thought we're helping you. Now I have to kind of unlearn that shit. So I have to be in a place where I'm like, this is what LA is. And I kind of have to adapt to what it is. But um, yeah, I don't know if like, I'm gonna make it. I mean, I'm gonna make it, but I'm just like, of course you're gonna I'm gonna make it, but I don't know if I'm what? gonna like, make it like living there. Like mm. if they call me and be like, yo, I need you for this. Like, mm-hmm. because New York City, I, I have too much anxiety. I didn't realize how bad my anxiety was <laughs> when I was stuck in places where I'm like, shit, I can't go nowhere. And it really, yo. I had to really look within myself and be like, yo, I'm literally afraid of commitment. Because <laughs> you got to commit to shit out there. You really do. Plans, you can't cancel. Because if you cancel a plan, you ain't got shit to do that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's a good note. This is great advice. Yeah. Those... Giving you, this is something that nobody's going to tell you. Nobody's gonna tell you go on. Yeah, and when you walk around and you go to like the clubs, like the times that I've been there, you go to like I'm an explorer. You know what I'm saying? Like I like to walk around. I like to see what's in the area. Like when I was staying in her house, I was like, let me go jog. I'm gonna jog around the block. Tregato, señores. Tú no ves la gente. Like you (laughs) don't see people. (laughs) Like we went to like different. Like I was like, let's hit the fucking happy hours or whatever. Because I like to be in el medio. You know. Mm -hmm. We go. I'm looking for people. They don't be people. There's no ambience. And people say that New Yorkers are so unfriendly but i feel like when we have to do something nine to five we're going to work we're like zoned in right yeah. but then after work you go to a happy hour you right. go you chill you know 
And everybody's chill. The person next to you, you could talk to them and you could make a joke with them and you could like vibe and then you'd be like, all right, after 20 minutes, okay, get the fuck out of my face. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) you had that human interaction. People don't interact with you in LA. Like, and I feel like when they do, it is very, very fake because it's kind of like everybody could be an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So at least what I like about New York is the fact that people could tell me to fuck off and like, I respect that. Okay. But in LA, (laughs) motherfuckers hate you, but they like, look at my resume, you know, or follow Uh. me on Instagram. So that's the thing that is a little odd. But I do like, I guess she's, it's different because she lives there. I go back and forth. I'm starting to like it a lot more now. And I, I just tell her, like, just like hang in there because I feel like Everybody's once you get com- comfortable with yeah. it, you'll figure it out. It'll be good. And the weather's beautiful. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to it's fall back on, the right? The weather is cute because I'm going to tell you one thing. It's been cold over there. And oh. that's something that another thing that motherfuckers ain't telling you. Like, so recently, like the past, before, I, like the past couple weeks or whatever, it's been like around 40 to 50 degrees. During the day? Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Yep. What's up with that? Global Yo, it was warming. To the, it was to El the point. Nino? It was to the point that, like, my girl, she came from, she's a stylist, right? So she came from New York City, and she's like, why is it so cold here? New York was a lot warmer. And I was like, Diablo, vamos a que ir para allá. yo no estoy parte frío, señores. Yo, but yeah, L.A. is is different. Um, the Another thing about L.A. is, like, if you don't got a car and you're walking, bums are going to think you a bum. You know wow. what I mean? Like, bums be like, yo, like, they be trying to talk to you and shit. <laughs> and the uh, thing is, like, the bums in L.A. are very different from the bums in New York City, right? Because in New York City, the bums are crazy. And, and they, they got white bums over there. Yeah. They got oh, white they got bums hippie, bu- hippie yeah. bums, right? Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Man. You belong in the streets. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. Um, so, yeah. So... <laughs> The bums in New York City are crazy and a little bit disrespectful, right? Because they'll be yelling and all this shit. They'll bomb up a, a train cart or they smoke, they'll smoke a little crack on the train, right? That's disrespectful. Like, you being mad, you being mad disrespectful. But in L.A., the bums are like the walking dead. There's so freaking many of them that I think they just be recruiting people by, like, just touching them. Oh, it's a game. <laughs> oh shit! Game. So like no. vampire, like yeah, they're aggressive, bro. They're aggressive. Like the, I'm not even. I'm not even joking. Like the other day, I was in downtown LA, and the guy was yelling at a cop, <laughs> and I was just like, and the cop ain't doing shit because it's like, where is the cop gonna arrest him to? Like he's a bum. He's gonna release him back to his bummy self. Like where is he gonna go? Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. Yo, um, have you uh, dealt with jaywalking? Cause I had a story. I've seen it. Yeah, I've I got it. shouted out by a cop just for jaywalking. It was like midnight, one car, and this dude, the cop stopped and just started going off on me. Like, how could you do this? Why would you do that? That's because you, know, you look like a Pablo. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, but he was Asian. He was Asian. I want. I want to take it all the way, all the way back. How did you two meet? And when did you guys start working together? Oh my God. In the 1654. Dude, like our um, family, it goes back to like my mom meeting her grandmother and like they becoming best friends. Oh. And then my no. aunt and my 
and her mom becoming best friends. No, and then her brothers and my brothers and cousins became friends. Mm-hmm. And so we was just destined to be fucking at friends. So some of like we always say we're cousins, but we're not blood related, but, but we, we are cousins. Are. You got it. There's yeah, so, definitely... I mean, that's so many connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys were groomed. It was like two families that yeah, and melded. The interesting thing about it is that like <laughs> You know, our parents were useless against each other. Like, kind yeah, of didn't, like we didn't fuck with each other no. for a very long time. Elaborate, right. elaborate. No, I didn't like we thought we bitch. were goody two shoes. Like, I thought I'm like, oh, she's a straight A student. She doesn't know, like, she doesn't smoke weed. She isn't badass. And so she thought the same thing about me. Cause her mom, cause my aunt would be like, Sacha está en teatro. So yeah, her aunt and Sacha my mom. Theater. Yeah, her aunt and my mom are like frenemies. Like but they're they best friends. They love they each other, love but they each fight. Other. They That's fight. They love each other. They fight like cats and dogs, and they're so chimosa. Like, ¿qué es lo que le pasa a tu tía? Que no quiere hablar conmigo. Yeah, man. Hay un problema. Like, like the other day, the other day she called me. She was like, Uh, eh, tú y Sasha están peleando. I'm like, me and Sasha don't fight. No, porque Ibelisa no me llamado a mí. Like, what the fuck? looking for a cosign. Yo, like, what do you mean? There was one time, um, I remember I picked up the phone and it was her mom. And I was like, hello, Nidia, ¿cómo tú estás? She's like, yo estoy bien. Bueno, dile a tu tía que no somos amigas. And then, like, I, but, like, every they time petty. I, yeah, they petty, but, like, every time I talk to my aunt, she's like, that is my best friend. And that is my oh, ride or die. Man. Like, my aunt is like, I only have one friend. And it's Nidia. (laughs) (laughs) We've been through hell and back, coño. That's true, that's true. Yeah, so we learn from that and we're like, there's no need for us to like. We always were like, our parents are so crazy and the older we go, we were like, oh my God, we're We're turning turning into into them. them. (laughs) So the interesting thing is like, we didn't really grow up together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they kept trying to, like, put us together to, like, oh, like, <laughs> it'll be just so funny. Because sometimes that... she was also with her dad, too. So, yeah. like, we didn't, we didn't see her like that. But it'll be funny because me and Darlene will be in the same, like, parties, like, <laughs> cousin parties and shit like that. And we'll look at each other and be like... Like ugly little girls who we thought, thought they were mad pretty. We're like, like you know, I'm just like mm. my man. We both look like men in black aliens. Like, yo, you know what my aunt did to me? Yo, like the fucking what are they called? No, so you know what my aunt did to me, and this is why I was like, you know, I didn't like D, and I told her this story because my aunt one day, I don't know why she did this to me. And she's not going to remember, of course, because uh, anyway, she's not going to remember. <laughs> but um, she takes she shows me a picture of Darlene and she goes, this is my favorite niece now. And I was like, oh, I hate this bitch. <laughs> and I just remember being like 10 or 11 years old. Right. I don't know. I'm probably did something bad or whatever. I probably was. I said something that that's probably why she said that to me. And so, like, I didn't like D. And then one day. Darlene came to my house. We were like blonde fucking hair. It was like long, blonde, curly hair with a little like, she was showing her little stomach and like, she was just looking mad cute. I'm like, damn, this bitch is beautiful. Last time I saw her, she was flat chested. Like, and I was two. I was two. I went to fucking Rite Aid. I bought myself a little tinte. I was Rubia de Farmacia. Hello. Bro, I was like, because for real I was like damn this girl is beautiful she has an amazing body like that's the first thing that I thought and I was like damn she's so beautiful and then I was like yo I just finished shopping so I'm like you want to come to my room I got I bought my clothes and I'm like, like yeah let me see and then like later on I was like wait you smoke weed 
And she was like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Let's go talk to me. That's amazing. And then that's when we were like, boom. And then we would talk and we would already had the same mannerisms. Mm-hmm. We already had, like, we already, like, talked kind of the same. So it was so weird. And then even that, even after that, like, we still remained cool, but we still didn't grow up together. Yeah. And I remember, like, it wasn't I was, until like nine. I was nineteen. Like, we, was, we were hanging out. We would hang well, out. We, but I, I turned nineteen, and she was twenty. And then we were both. She was working in the hotel, hotel. and then she got me the job there. And then yeah. we became. Like, and where super were you close. living? Where were you like geographically? My man, uh, ten minutes away, <laughs> walking distance. Other, yeah. Oh shit! But I we thought, had our different <laughs> lives. You know I thought what mean? somebody like, went to boarding school or some right? shit. Right? Like, no, somebody no, was in no. Jersey. No, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, she was on 176, like on, under the four train, and I was on 167 <laughs> under the four train. Yeah. Like wow. it was fucking crazy. It was crazy. So the yeah. hotel, because I know the stories here. Oh, my man. Yeah. Please. Like, she, she had more stories than me. She had more stories <laughs> than me. Put us on. What were those years? How long Yo, was it? It I was mean, the best years. I'm not going to lie. Yo, we was making money. So nigga, Where's that money? I, got, I don't know. Yeah. I wish I would have done some Botox or something. Yo, sinceramente. Yo, we, nosotros de mierda, like making man money, like an hour. And I remember like when I got the job, I was like, yo, I got to give her the job. I like get her the job because I know she works hard. Like, you know, so I'm like, yo, this is going to change your fucking life. Like, you know, and so we were making money, but we would go to the bars. Yo, we was in the, we became alcoholics. Yeah, we became alcoholics. It was really bad. At the hotel it's hard, bar? It's hard. In the hotel. No, we <laughs> went to this place called Mercury. I'm not drinking Mercury. right now. I'm not drinking right This is wine. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then water. <laughs> and then it's like, I made so much money and then Every week, I'd be like, damn, son, like, why am I broke? Like, I go to, down to zero, right? And so I went to this lady, and she was, like, supposed to help me with my account, like, with my finances. And so she's, like, pointing out. She's like, what is Mercury? And uh, she's like, you know, I see you spend, like, uh, $100 all the time. Like, you go, like, three times a week. And I'm like, oh, that's a bar. She's like, are you an alcoholic? And I was like, yo. What you talking about, bitch? Like, <laughs> I'd like to see that episode of Intervention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm normal. Yo, I'm normal, yo. No, we Dominican. We have one. We drink every day. We have a couple beers a day. I don't anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, as Dominicans, but like you, I would be raised like the that. The other day, I'm going to make this a thing. The other day, I was walking. I was, I was like cleaning my house. I clean my house. Like every Sunday, right? Every Saturday or Sunday, I profusively clean. And I throw out my garbage once a week because I live by myself, so my garbage don't, my garbage don't fucking fall off as well. So but anyway, Sunday comes, I was getting ready to throw the garbage, and then when I picked up the, the bag, all you hear, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the clink of, of the, the glass. Of the beer bottles like Santa Claus, <laughs> I was crying of the tears. I was like, yo, I gotta get my life together. The sound of addiction. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's interesting because like when I went to DR, right? Like yo. when we filmed the movie in DR, that's coming out. Bam Festival, baby. So when I went to go to film that movie, I didn't realize that you know, my family from my dad's side is 40 minutes away from where I was filming, oh. which was so crazy because I've never met my dad's, my dad's side of the family. Never. And, like, I would hear about them, but I never, like, saw them. And so, like... 
Like the voices in my head. Yeah. Dije, un tío Ramón que yo tengo ahí. ¿Tú sabes lo que Ramón hacía? Ese Ramón. I'm like, I never met this nigga. I don't care. So, so my dad was like, oh, tu abuela. Y no mata 40 minutos. Like, go over there. And I'm like, you know what? Have I have to, to do it. I just have to do it. And so, yeah. when I went there, it was like 40 people. Where did you go? Um, Where, to Denare. We filmed the movie in Santiago, but we were in El Cibao. Okay. Yeah. And, and you went to a small town? Yeah. So we were like, when we landed in Santiago, even D was saying it, it was like, it doesn't really feel like DR because... It's like Miami. It really felt, yeah. It's like so progressive and shit like that. Really? Yeah. So it's cha- like, tell us about that. There's Uber oh, out there. There's, yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of shady. We almost had to fight one of them. <laughs> oh, remember? Yeah, I remember. Oh, we got the fight. Tell us oh, the no. story. Those are some kinds of pesos. What did you say to him? I, you, I don't you, remember. She said something to him. Everything. She was like, she was like, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you said some, um, get, ¿Qué chochería que tú me estás hablando a mí? No, 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 cumbalacha. Mira, 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 coño. ¿Qué cumbalacha que tú? Yo soy de aquí, coño. Yo soy de aquí. ¿Qué cumbalacha, diablo? And I was just cracking up. Ahora, ¿quién es tu tigraje? ¿Qué es lo que tú dices? Isn't that like a tea, kombucha? I don't even know. Cumbalache. I think that maybe my family just made that up. I don't know if it has to be. Have you guys heard that word? Have you guys heard that word? What does it mean? Define it for us. Un cumbalache is like a rigmarole. Okay, okay. It's like a whole mess. That is like okay. There's something fishy here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is like you adding when you add too many lies on top of the other. That is like you get and caught in like your when D like that. When D is like caught in the corner, she feels like too many lies. She's like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very like, hey. I'm, I'm very, very, very like passive in a lot of situations. I mean, like amongst my friends, I'm an anxious mess. But in other situations, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. But when I be getting tight, I be like, hey, 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 vamos a respetar, okay? Vamos a like, let's respect one another here because you wild, you bugging, you tripping. Yeah, he was trying to like charge us mad money, and we were like, uh, no, no. But he wanted Sorry. us to do something. He wanted us to like get out yeah, or something. So he wanted us to like. He didn't want to put cancel the Uber, the, cancel yeah, it, cancel the Uber, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I'll take you to where you want to go. No, like, yo no oh, tengo efectivo. Mira, Uberto. Yeah, but it was weird. I was like, mi amor, yo no tengo efectivo. He was like, no, está bien. But there was something else. I can't remember it. Um, and he like wanted us oh, to like get out. Remember? Like he just kept saying. He just kept saying. He's like, pero yo no, pero es mejor en efectivo. Es mejor en efectivo. I was like, you so know, I guess he wanted us to find a, a ATM or some shit like that. And we're like, no, damn, man. bro. You were like, we should we should order Lyft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry to interject you, but like we're all Dominican. Like you know what's going on right now out there. Yeah, Bogotá, I saw. Like, I saw. What are you thinking about? Well, all this listen. Shit? I think that you know. It, I think that that's a. I think it's a serious killer um it's only i think it's a serial killer because um it's just one place and it's very sad because i'm from my family's from la romana so like i yeah so that's in la romana some place called la gran bahia whatever so it's only happening there that particular situation where people are drinking um clorox or bleach or whatever it is a known substance and I don't know. Like, it's somebody who's crazy who's doing this. Because, But the thing is that you see uh, the internet gets carried away. They're like, let's cancel the R. Yeah. And this yeah, and that. Yeah, they're ODing right now. Fucked up shit happens every day, everywhere. Have, mm-hmm. Like, everywhere. You feel me? But it's, it's fucked up. It's messed up. It's obviously somebody who's most likely mentally ill mm-hmm. um, and who's doing this, you know? Or maybe they are a mentally ill alcoholic and then I'm not, this is not a joke. This is a real thing. They probably drink it and then they fill it up with bleach. 
I think it's like a mini bar attendant. I think it's probably like a housekeeper or something. But it's weird. It's a weird situation. There's one lady from Brooklyn who came out. I think she's Dominican. Uh, she looked Dominican in the in the New York Post in the picture. <laughs> and she had like a Dominican last name. It was like Almonte or something. But she didn't die. But she drank it. Like four months ago, she went out there with her husband or boyfriend. And she drank some. And she drank a little bit. She was like, oh. And then the second sip... She kept it in her mouth for a little bit, and when she spit it out, because when she realized, like, ¿Qué lo que yo estoy like, what am I tasting? Mm. She's like, wait, this is bleach. And she spit it out, and she spit out blood. <sighs> oh, yeah. my And they made God. it seem like it was an accident. I think they comped her room and gave her a couple's massage or some shit, and she didn't report it. Um, oh, no, you like angry. It's like, yo, I almost died from that poison. All right, how about a couple's massage? Ay, All right, I do have a knot right here. <laughs> no, but that, that shit is crazy, but, you know, you... Like D said, there's fucked up shit happening everywhere all the time. Look at what's happening in Sudan. Nobody's talking about Nobody's it. Nobody's talking days. about it. There's mad shit happening in fucking Colombia so they, still. In Venezuela, in Venezuela went down still. a million percent. The dollar, Yo. the inflation went it's down crazy. by a million. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I didn't. I was on the gym. I saw it on the TV. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just read headlines. I don't read the news. So much shit going on, man. Yeah, there's a lot too of, much information. I don't say. But something else happened in DR recently, right? David Ortiz. Yeah, David Ortiz. Yeah, that's that. But like the whole thing, again, like I only heard, like read a little bit about it. And it's supposedly like from the article that I read, the title for it as well, is um, that (laughs) (laughs) it was that like he was dating a drug lord's girl or wife. Been there. <laughs> so yeah, tell right. us, Jamie, do you think this was the right course of action? I think you gotta talk it out. You gotta talk it out. No, I mean, and on top of that, it's like, is you and your wife problems? Yeah. You know? I got a perfect yeah. salsa for that. Que la tipa le dio pa mi. So, ladies. No, no, no. That's the one that came to mind, you know. So can we talk about the movie? All right. Oh, guys... so the movie. Just yes. the movie. Yeah, we, yeah, so the movie was great. It was a, it was very interesting. We filmed it in a month, which is it was a lot of work. It was intense. It was a lot of work. It but was it was intense. it's it's it it's was funny intense. because I think that because Sasha and I have been doing comedy and most of our work is comedic. I feel dramatic. like a lot of people are going to go into this expecting it to be a comedy. It's not. It nice. is not dra- a comedy. dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love. It's awesome. It's dramatic. It's a story about, you know, family turmoil. You know, a lot of the time people have, like, Dominican fathers, Latino fathers, or like just like old school dads. They have multiple wives and shit like that. And they have multiple kids from different families. We were, in this story, it's me, Sasha, and um, our brother, who is played by a Dominican actor yeah. named Hector Anibal. Mm-hmm. And basically... He was the brother who stayed behind in DR while we were like the two little princesses that came to New York and lived an American life. Mm. So he's like our half-brother from our father's side, and that's the situation. So we actually go out there um, a year after our dad dies, right? Mm. Because a year after our dad dies, our grandma dies. The story doesn't show the dad dying or anything. It's just like common knowledge in the beginning of the movie or whatever. And when we get to the R, we're like with our brother. And it's like, cool. There's a little bit of tension, a lot more tension between Sasha played, your character's name is Rita, mm-hmm. and Hector, um, Anibal's character. And they have a little bit of tension. I'm kind of like the dits in the movie. 
And, I'm um, the serious one in the movie, uh, which is so hard for me. Oh my god, Sasha! <laughs> well, you were like wanting to improv comedy stuff Yo, and serious so bad. Scenes. And she would like come to us like a director, like directors do. And she stop like, smiling. She goes, <laughs> so no jokes here. I'm like, oh, yeah. so that's more like Caroline's character. And I'm like, entonces yo estoy seca. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, so I'm just, but you know, it's still, <laughs> but it's still a, a range that I have to explore. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It shows, you know, yeah, the dynamic between, like, a real person. Like, you know, as a Dominican-American, I relate to the character just because I obviously feel like I'm very Dominican. I have a right. Dominican family. I love my Dominican family. But you can't compare to being born and raised in DR to being born and raised here. Right. So, like, I love being Dominican, but first and foremost, I think I'm, like, from the Bronx, you know? Right. That's yeah. what I relate to the most. So in this movie, you kind of see the girls, they're not from the Bronx, but you just see the the way that they do kind of stick out a little bit, even right. though like in New York, they are very, very Dominican. But in DR, they're not. That's right. So much. Wow. Yeah. And the interesting That's thing awesome. about that, too, is like the contrast between the girls. Right. So it gives you the the impression that these girls were, you know, raised with parents that, you know, are very successful Dominican people like mm -hmm. doctors upper and stuff echelon like, like uh, they're upper echelon so it's so like, like they're not todavía, they're not like <laughs> you know with us like because you know it's a little upper than us because it's like if i see a gun i was like oh my cousin you know what i mean like that's just like you just think like i'm from the bronx like mm. but they're more fancy and they're more like you know and it's so relatable to the fact that there are so many dominicans that i've met that are like upper echelon <laughs> And freaking drink wine with their pinky up and stuff like that. Like, well, I recently learned there? something about drinking wine. Just to segue off a little bit. Apparently, if you're in public, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to grab the stem. Yeah, that's no. the fence. My uncle has taught me that. Like you don't drink it like this. <sighs> you grab it from the stem if you're at dinner. Dog. What's the yeah. etiquette in the Dixie cups that we're drinking out? <laughs> drink that. So what I don't say don't is, is chug a look, chug a look. <laughs> What's the difference? These are the cups we get at the dentist to rinse. Did you drink it for that? I'm my uncle, he's from Spain, right? And he raised me. He's like my second dad. I always tell people like I have two dads, and they find it weird because like they fucking each other. <laughs> But I was like, no. Oh like my I have... <laughs> right, but good like sitcom have... from the 90s. Yo, my two dads. Remember that show? They didn't fuck each other in that show. <laughs> no, no. I had a friend that had two dads, but we, they, they, she didn't know. Like, we had to break the ice to her in high school. I'm like, so your father sleeps in that room with that man? With one bed? <laughs> And she was like, yeah, that's his roommate. I'm like, that's his stepmother. Oh, my God. <laughs> you Sherlock Holmes did. You were like, hmm. I mean, there's one bed in there. <laughs> two plus two is fucking four. <laughs> so. <laughs> what? Te digo a ti. No, but like, I have two dads. I have two dads. I have a Dominican dad, and then I have a Spanish dad from Spain. Wow. So it's like, you know, he would Sasha. always be like, fucking it. Sasha. Like, he will always be very, like, Spaniard? Spanish. Yeah, he's always very Spanish. Like, Spanish. Jamie, no, like Jamie's dad. My he's Spanish. Spaniard. Joder, pero están gilipollas. Joder, joder. Like, you know? And so, like, when I remember, like, I would come home from school with, like, 50s, right? No, not 50s. 60s, Damn, 70s, or whatever. 
Dollars. Which yeah. was no, uh, my grades Test were like seventy five. So I was satisfied. Like, what you were selling? I was like, I was. It was satisfactory, right? And so he'd be like, Sasha, you need to focus. Oh yeah, you need to focus. <laughs> you need to focus, Sasha. And I'm like. I'm gonna fuck my way out Listen, of high school. I have the same story. When my nephew, my youngest nephew, was born, my mother uh, was carrying him, and she had a big red sweater on. I remember it was like in the winter, and she was grabbing him, and he was looking really hard, and she's like, "Oh, look, he's trying to focus." <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me, he's trying to focus." Kind of like weird. <laughs> no. Yo, you guys, we have to wrap up our segment. Oh, we out. This oh, we are sad. Uh, it's sad because we have so much to talk there's about. There's so much more, but we're gonna do Keloke where you could shout out where you want people to go, like yes, follow yes. you and check out the film. So, I guess we have to go on to the next segment. Yes, this is the Keloke segment brought to you by Fulchila Air Fresheners. Go to fulchilaairfresheners.com and use code LOL10 because guess what? You're going to get 10% off your purchase. <laughs> your purchase. Nice. You know what nice. I'm saying? Let's go to Fulchila Air Fresheners. They got the Walter Mercado Air Freshener. They got the Keloke Air Freshener. They got the, the Platano. Mm. They got mad shit. There's some, some shit got unveil, unveiled today. Oh, so, AOC. Yup, they got the AOC <laughs> Air Freshener. They got the Cheez-Its. Cougar air freshener now that came out. Yo, they got mad shit. Cheetos, not cheese. Cheetos. You know what I mean. <laughs> the Cheetos air fresheners. So go to fuchilaairfresheners.com. You're making up air fresheners now. No, I swear to God. Okay, okay, okay. They got Chuleta air fresheners. I'm on their email database and you should be too. They Sign got the up. Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> you done or? Uh, I'm good. No, no, okay. no, I'm good. I'm good. One more? We got the Eric Estrada from <laughs> Chips. All right, that's it. I'm done. So go there. And now, Sasha Mercy and D-Nasty. Let them know, son. Where can they find everything? You can catch me on Instagram at Sasha Mercy. But also, I was on the Chuy Martinez show last week on Thursday at 10 p.m., which they always, they always, which he's always on point with his shit. And, like, I was on the show. And let me tell you, he is such a great freaking host like he had me laughing we talked about real shit especially latino stuff so really check out his show it's every thursday at 10 p.m on the rey network el rey network so catch up we love chewy we just had him on the show he He's was just amazing. a guest he phoned in so shout out to him and you being on the show magic Magic. Azúcar. And you could catch me on YouTube, too. I got some stuff. Also, like, real quick, I just want to say that me and Dee are starting a little New York tour. A are you excited tour. about it? Yeah. Discuss. Yeah. Discuss. Yes. This is it. Yes. No, uh, middle of July, July, starting July 13th, I believe we're going to start putting out a couple. We're just, it's going to be one week, four to five shows. We're still in the developmental stages, but we just, we've been getting into stand-up. We didn't even get to talk about that, but we've been doing our stand-up thing Let at least once weekly. So come see us. We're going to be together. We're going to have a few other people there to do the stand-up with us as well. Amazing. So watch out. You can catch it on 
at the dates and all the information, you'll catch it on our Instagram pages and Twitter. You can follow me at dee.nasty, mm-hmm. N-A-S-T-Y, because I'm the nastiest. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, miedo. we're going to do that. It's going to be dope. <laughs> the movie De Lo Mio comes out June 22nd on at the BAM, B-A-M Theaters. Oh, the Brooklyn okay. Academy of Music. Woo! There you go, baby. Yes. And there's going to be a lot more festivals where you can catch it. And then you can always find me at Vice. I do my stuff on Vice. I nice. do my stuff for yes. other media companies as well, darling. We're so proud of you. Thank you so much. She's killing it. She's I've been killing the, the game. game. She's a fucking estrella. Señor. I'm a murder. It's like you're all over the place. <laughs> we love watching. Thank you. Thank yes. you for having us here. Yes. Yes. I'm always happy when I'm here at Latinos Out Loud. Woo! Woo! We're growing, baby. Yes, there you go. Uh, Jamie? Yeah, Jay Ferns at Instagram. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no yeah, tour? Room, no tour, no tour, no tour. Okay. But room, room twenty eight, like was mentioned before, room twenty eight, we gonna be on um that the <laughs> we gonna be on that thing. <laughs> we gonna be on, on the com- the comedy competition series. Uh, Bring the funny on NBC, and uh, it July. premieres July, July 9th. 9th. Can't wait. Omg, yes. July's a busy. I'm gonna move. watch it. Yep. yep. Oh, wait, we're actually starting July eighth. I'm sorry, my bad. Well, July eighth? Or no, I don't know. All right, we, we're gonna figure it out. Just follow us. If you really wanna know, if you really wanna fucking know, just follow <laughs> both of us. Y'all gonna know. <laughs> y'all gonna. Y'all gonna y'all know. know. Y'all gonna know. <laughs> all right, bye. All right, uh, for me. Juan Bago and all the platforms but I want to give a shout out to another podcast the Hoops Talk podcast based out of LA these two girls be talking about basketball and they're really funny so check them out and uh, those are my shout outs Rachel okay like always much love and respect to our partners Yero.com that's double L-E-R-O.com the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men this week, they got a bird's eye view of Puerto Rico today, thanks to artist Mike Cordero, who made his way back to the motherland after Hurricane Maria. So visit Yero.com to see what his camera captured. We got a little show going on, a little, little female show called Comedy Derailed, which D-Nasty was a part of one time. One time for D-Nasty hitting that sketch comedy stage, bro. Yo, son. It was so much fun. If you guys... Want to collaborate? We should talk about that real mm-hmm. quick. Um, but we have a show June 27th, so go to comedyderailed.eventbrite.com. It's a fantastic lineup, which I'm going to unveil on the next show. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the socials, you'll see it. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. it. Do what you got to do. And follow me at Rachel La Loca across the social media platforms. And guess what? The show's not over. <gasps> nope. What? You thought it was, but we got something special in our pocket. Mm-hmm. Whip it out, Mike. Not that. Oh, wow. Okay. No, we got the opportunity to interview the creators and the cast of Los, Los Spookies. A new show on HBO, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. First Spanish language subtitled show on HBO. Yes. Not HBO Latino. HBO. HBO. So let's get to it. All right, you guys, it's time for a Keloke Quickie. Mm-hmm. We're here live at the Alamo Draft House in downtown Brooklyn. Okay, bro. I knew, yeah, I knew it. Once I saw that the screening and the junket was going to be here, you were going to be uber excited. I'm so this, excited. This is your yeah, hometown. Although the new Brooklyn is not really what it used to be. Like Albee Square Mall used to be the hood, son. Wait, Albee Square? That's where we are. This is Albee Square Mall. And now there's a Trader Joe's and a Target. Back in the day, there was not. Um, but yo, we are here yes. for the press junket for HBO's new series, Los Spookies. Spookies. This is really exciting because we're 
we're about to interview a lot of Latino comedians that we have been following for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And just so you guys know, Los Espookies is a comedy series, and it's going to begin its six-episode season on Friday, June 14th. That's tomorrow. It's going to be on HBO. It was created by Julio Torres, former Latinos Out Loud guest. Two-timer, two-timer. Ana Fabrega and Fred Armisen. The primarily Spanish language with English subtitles show follows a group of friends who turn their love for horror into a peculiar business, providing horror to those who need it in a dreamy Latin American country. So make sure you tune in. This is something different. We got to see an episode or two, right? Yeah, Did it's, you see the it's, it's, it's awesome. Like, so it's different. Good. And I just love how authentic it was because it kept it in Spanish. I mean, there were certain parts that were English, but the majority of it is in Spanish. And it's something that Latinos, you guys are going to see something different as far as style of comedy. So it's going to be good. Well, here they come. Yes. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to like little do a little it's, like? It's the smoke machine. It's a little. Okay. Are you okay? You want to pound on your chest a little, or? Oh, All right, good. Go. Here we go. Okay, first question: <laughs> mm-hmm. How did you you two get together and create Los El Spookies? We sure we're um, we've been friends for a few years. We met uh, in college. Went to different schools. And would see each other parties here and there. And then I started doing stand-up after I started going to a show that he was hosting um, and saw stand-up and said, I want to do that. And then, yeah, and then we just have been friends over the years. And Fred approached us once he had this idea for a show in Latin America about friends that make or do horror. Um, And, yeah, we took it from there. I confirmed that answer. Awesome. Okay, I'm yeah. glad there were no discrepancies no. or anything. That's she not how lie. I remember. She didn't lie this time. <laughs> well, what intrigues me, honestly, is that both of you wear so many hats on this project, producing. Oh, yeah, right. I thought you meant literal. I was like, I'm the only, I do wear hats the whole show. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you could talk about that, too. We, uh, She's been stalking your important. Instagram. We, we can't process figures of speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, we're producers, we're writers. And actors. But I want to know, like, how do you juggle that? Are you, how many voices do you have in your head? I, I mean, I feel like I wouldn't have it any other way. And I feel like you're the same way. Yeah. Uh, we wrote it. So we're very, uh, we're very particular and very invested in what it looks like and what the locations are like and what the wardrobe looks like. And we were incredibly well supported. We had, like, a really great director, Fernando Frias, and like amazing producers. Uh, Nate Young is our light, uh, line producer, and he's incredible. And like all departments were incredible, but we wanted to be like very involved in it. Mm-hmm. And everyone was very receptive. Like you know, it, everything was a collaboration, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then we also want to be in it. Uh, and I mean, for me, uh, sometimes I I was legitimately in front of the camera thinking oh that that thing that that guy across from me is wearing isn't quite right yet mm-hmm. and then and then just like being and then it was like oh no but i have to oh i don't know my lines yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. priorities um. yeah. <laughs> oh I, I i don't know my lines because yeah. i was obsessing over the bouquet on the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like it was hard to be doing like yeah. a producer role and not be thinking about the acting or vice versa, being on camera and being like, okay, Julio and I are both on camera, which means who is talking with wardrobe about this next thing right now? I know, when we were both on camera, it was like... It would like, stress me out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
when we were both in the same scene, it was like, oh, we should. Someone needs check to be doing hair. the other work. Yeah. yeah. You guys are working that brain, boy. Yeah. Like, that's dope. That's amazing. My question is, um, I want you to describe each other's sense of humor. Ooh. Oh, I, I like this question. <laughs> I uh, I think there's something very um, clean and existential about Anna's sense of humor. I think Tati is very, uh, th- there's something very, like, kinetic and uh, almost like I've compared it to like a Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, like uh, a very, it takes someone very smart to play someone who's very dumb, mm-hmm. uh, which is universally acknowledged that he's not brilliant. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah, I think that I threw some adjectives in there. Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's something, there's a very careful, calculated way of playing something that seems off the cuff and like stupid and there's something very like uh there's an existential burden to Tati and the the jobs that she takes that I, that I really like just like so menial to like break other people's shoes or like uh be the second's hand in a in a clock stuff like that that I'm like oh that's so mm-hmm. great yeah and I think Andres is so funny as someone who is incredibly wealthy and yet feels like my life is so hard I don't want all these things that are being handed to me and the the drama of that um, Mm -hmm. is so funny because it's like what are you complaining about (laughs) why are you upset Um, and that he then has this you know demon that lives in him Mm -hmm. and that he's like okay well now I have to figure this thing out and is so obsessed with where he comes from just like he loves the idea of himself Yes. Um, And, yeah, it's a very, uh, it feels like not self-serious. Like, the character is so self-serious, and you are not. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it's just a a very funny, dramatic character. Thanks. All right, well, I want to talk about um, Breaking Barriers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, I know. I had one. <laughs> I, get into I did it. on purpose. Let's get into it. Did you? Okay. I'm glad you How guys got it. How many did we break? Tell us. <laughs> I mean, I want to talk about. Maybe we could just like a ping pong. I'll name one, then you name yeah. one, then you name uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. First Spanish language series on HBO with subtitles, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe so. That's yeah. a barrier. Yes. Yeah. Can we discuss this for a moment? Like, how did you guys I will get say here? Talk one to us. that they were very open and eager to. Yeah, do. I think it was never a fight. It was all, they were always very excited mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, and I'm That's and I'm great. and I'm very um, more specifically from the fact that it's in Spanish. I love that a language that is not English is being broadcast uh, because I mean, you guys know, like in Latin America, all people watch is American movies and American mm-hmm. shows. Yep. and uh, a child who's this big is playing a video game where all of the instructions are in English and that kid can figure it out. So now I think the American adult can read subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Can you? I don't know. Let us know out there listening. <laughs> if you're just an audible type of consumer, we get it. And that's cool. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh-huh. And, and watching a couple of the episodes, you can see that this is a different type of sense of humor. Like, this is a type of, different type of comedy. How do you guys feel about, like, introducing a different type of style of comedy to, like, even the Latinos that are going to be watching it? Because usually yeah. there's a certain trend that they, they follow. Mm-hmm. But this one is completely different in that sense. I feel like our, our stand-up takes the same approach in mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with our stand-up, you, you the listener, I mean, but the, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's somewhat non-traditional, right? Yeah. And I feel like I, because I don't know or I am not interested in doing anything else or, or wouldn't even know how to do something that's uh, more... Um, like things like this is the only way I know how to do things and yet I think that we bring that to spaces where you normally wouldn't think people would consume it because I you know I, I, I do a lot of like uh, amazing like Brooklyn back bar shows where like people expect this kind of humor but then I've also gone to places where like people don't expect it and I've, I'm surprised that it's been embraced mm-hmm. Uh and in the same way, like, I think that the sh- TV show takes a similar risk and is like, well, you might think it's niche, but here it is. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's also, like, I, th- I think, going to feel like that not only to Spanish viewers, but to English-speaking viewers both, who might be yeah. like, yeah, well, this is not what I'm used to seeing. Yeah. It'll be new for everyone. And maybe both will hate it. Yeah, <laughs> and, that, and maybe both will hate it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think that people are going to like it yeah. or dislike it based on their sensibility not based on what language they speak mm-hmm. right i think yeah. maybe a lot of latinos will think like what we thought it's about time like we yeah. like <laughs> we like this shit yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. well i think sometimes the challenge too is like having latino characters on television that are different and this show offers that i mean you're seeing yeah. I characters mean the fact that, that are... like i i love the fact that there are now so many shows featuring hispanic talent that aren't all about what it's like to be Hispanic necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's not all about like what happens to when you go to your abuela's house and mm-hmm. like the <laughs> X, Y, and C. You know, I'm gonna give you a chancletazo. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I know the belt. And, there's, it's like, and that's a part of life, and that's great. But then there's also so many other things. Yeah. 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 I like the fact that your character gets into this whole like uh, meal supplement thing mm-hmm. and how her yes, character... very rooted and very real. Yes, yeah. and yeah. it hit me hard because I know I saw a documentary about Latinos are very into that and yes. they're mm-hmm. debt. And so yeah. your character kind of brought that light in there, especially the way she's coming from. Um, whose idea and like how did that come to be in like the in the pre-production and writing? Emily experiences. Yeah, with that. With yeah. that. Yeah, same firsthand experiences that. You know, when you see the way that they market themselves, those companies, to Hispanic people, because it's oftentimes people that are looking for, like, quick cash or need, you know, feel like they've run out of options. And they watch these things where a lot of the um, material that they're given is really kind of brainwashy and very Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 you just have to keep investing and throwing money at it. And eventually it will pay off. And if it doesn't pay off, it's your fault that um, yeah. is very ex like they just are exploiting people and they their biggest uh, markets are in Latin America and in India and in places where um, there's more poverty and more people willing to take risks like this. I feel like something that I like that Tati 
again, it wasn't intentional. It just happens with the, the character of that. These showcases is that it's so expensive to be poor. It's mm-hmm. like every everything has a hidden fee when mm-hmm. you have so little. Like, oh my god! Like I remember having uh, a, a bank account with like forty dollars, and then not knowing that I was overdrafting, and then being like negative four hundred dollars, and then mm-hmm. that being like so bleak. And if and if only I had had money then i wouldn't owe so much money you know so mm-hmm. then like it's so easy to get into those holes and i feel like latinos specifically are targeted mm-hmm. for those sorts and so yeah and i like that the villain is like beautifully played by john early who's this like places like mean white uh villain yeah <laughs> <laughs> who cashes in on on tati's misfortune mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right, so the first episode opens with a quince, a spooky quinceañera. Yeah, yes. Do you guys have any spooky childhood memories growing up Latino? Have any spooky? I mean, I yes, uh, in that uh, the show Mira Esto on the Spookies is based heavily on like Primer Impacto, and in El Salvador specifically, we had Noticias Cuatro Vision, which was like basically a Primer Impacto, and then I remember being like so scared, like watching the news as a kid and being like, wait, a, a UFO? What? And then like, or like I remember like on the news learning that someone in Russia found the gates to hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's such a part of Latin American culture, being yeah. like, oh, they found the gates to hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you stuck through all the commercials. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they put it at the end, baby. Yeah. Mira, tú ves, mira, that's where you're going to go. Yeah. You're going to go to Russia. And hey, mommy, you got to buy more mistolin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any spooky childhood memories, Spooky Anna? childhood? You know, I... If if I do, they were all uh, in my head. <laughs> like, um, I think my my spookiest memory that never came to life, but was always a constant fear that someone was breaking into my house every single night. No. <laughs> um, oh, no. And that there were ghosts in the house because my mom believes in ghosts. I remember one time she went on a trip uh-huh. and stayed in a haunted hotel and then came back like, oh, it was... They followed in, me it, it, Yeah, like, like <laughs> it was, it's haunted and... Uh-huh. and like the shining and shit? Yeah, like. and I was like, okay, well, now there's ghosts and people are going to break in. Like, something bad's going to happen. Similarly, my mom mom is i believes in ghosts but not in a scary way but also like believes in like supernatural things mm-hmm. a lot sí, like claro. aliens yeah. and ghosts and like spirits and yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah very do, much a part of the culture do your parents put mirrors everywhere my mom says that Wait. you have to put mirrors because the spirits reflect and they bounce Wow. Oh. I put mirrors everywhere in my That's, apartment, but I didn't know. Yeah. I'm, gro- I'm glad they get that scared of themselves. themselves when they, they see, bounce. they're like, oh, I'm out, you know. What if you have like mirrors. a very vain type of ghost? Well, Maybe they'll yeah. be those things. That will linger. Bunny those are ghosts. I gotta go to Ghost Sephora later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you guys. I can't wait to our listeners watch the show because it's awesome. Man. So thank good. You so thank much. you. Thank you. Congrats. And wait, yeah, Julio nice is again. Julio's a two-timer, everybody. He's a two-timer. Yeah. What and the Latinos season? are loud. Yes, yeah, season, season two. two. Yeah, he was a two-timer. Wow. It was a while ago. It was. It was like up in the Heights somewhere wow. in yeah, a haunted studio, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't have the smoke that we had here, but it was yeah. a little, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had hookah smoke. Yeah, it was hookah smoke instead of this one. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Congrats. Thanks.
That was a dope first half. Amazing. And now it's time for this. Oh, they're, they're coming. Okay. They're coming. They're coming. So, Fred, um, my first question to you is, what attracted to you working with Anna and Julio and in the project as well? I first saw them on video. Uh, my producing partner, uh, and this was uh, uh, with Mas Mejor, showed me videos of them, and she knew that I was going to love them. She's like, this is your style. This is, you know, your sense of humor. And it was. So I started doing some work with Anna. We did some videos together and stuff. And then Julio, I was just a fan of his stand-up. And then he got a job on SNL. So uh, we met through there. But I was just a fan of theirs. And I'm very lucky that we got to work together. That is so awesome. Yeah. All right. So have all of you worked on these kinds of Latino-dominant projects before? And if so, tell us what's been a little bit different about this one. And if not, tell us how you feel about being surrounded by so much of, like, nuestra gente. Sí. Uh, bueno, yo, I, should I say it in Spanish or Spanish. English? Spanish. Spanish is fine. Great, thank you. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I was working with Fernando Frias, the director of uh, the first season, in his movie, which is a movie about a guy who lives in Monterrey, Mexico, and he got in troubles with a gun, so the family needs to send him to USA to save his life. So this is the first approach I had to New York City working last year in this project. Uh, and all, all the cast members are non-actors, are natural actors, people from your real life. And all the process of the casting and searching for the people was really interesting because we were doing interviews in the street for immigrants, for people from all around Latin America and getting, yeah, a lot of stories uh, from these people. And then uh, Fernando told me about the show, that if, I, if, wanna, if I wanted to cast for the show, and I said, like, yes, let's do it. And here I am. <laughs> I've never worked with like a, like a specific Latino movement like the, the, this show is because of the, the, the language in, and the channel that it's making the show. But um, yeah, it was, I was I felt pretty pretty lucky to be with these guys and and that HBO wants to to make this series in this language that I think it's very important and, and in this in these times. These are like these guys are in like movies in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if there's like you know there's like a sort of um, I'm e immediately impressed by what they do. It's not just that they were auditioned; it's also they have this body of work that is you know, that goes pretty deep. Have you guys done comedy before this, this project? I, I actually, I, I had. And it was like a coincidence that after I, I did the pilot, I went to do like an important role in a, in a comedy movie. And, and I think that was like my, my first approach. And it was just before making this series. And, and, and I think it was very, very helpful for me to understand uh, the work that, that comedy needs. So the first episode opens with an spooky quinceañera. Yeah. So it's amazing. Uh, I want to know if you guys have had any spooky encounters as Latino children if it was reminiscent or if you drew inspiration from anything spooky in your life? Well, actually, now that you mention it, I went to a spooky quinceañera party. And I, and I actually sent the videos to the director because it was like, I thought it was like so amazing that it was just before going to, the, to film the, the pilot uh, that I went there and there was like 
calaveras and like the the dancing people were dressed like in yeah in in the spooky outfit and the quinceañera was like with you know black eyes and yeah all about death and dance and it was <laughs> it was pretty cool pretty yes. cool and and also in mexico we have this big community of goth people uh, dark and goth oh. people I was showing to Fred this video. We have a big market to, uh, for every Saturday. You can find this big market where you can buy long jackets, black with spikes and the boots and the, like Ronaldo, Ronaldo's outfit. You can find, you can find Ronaldo's. And no matter if we are in the summer, in a very heat weather, they will keep wearing their jackets, <laughs> white uh, makeup in their face. They, they really love it. It's like a religion for them. And we also have this very deep connection with the Dia de Muertos. Mm, this, los espíritus. Los espíritus mm. del más Nos allá. visitan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for me, also having, I went to Mexico City a little bit and I saw some of what he's talking about. It was very alive there. And also when I was a kid, I lived in Brazil for a couple of years. And um, the soap operas there had a, the, the novellas had a little bit of an element of spooky and scary oh, wow. uh, imagery. So there, that, was, that, that was happening there a lot that I got to see. And for you, Fred, um, how did you feel about developing the show for HBO and having that different type of sense of humor that maybe people haven't seen on HBO or even in the Latino culture? How exciting was that and how was the development process? You know, the pitch was, you know, I know, I know it's a crazy idea, but they were on board all the way. They really seemed interested. And I went in there thinking like, okay, this is crazy. I don't know if you guys are going to go for it. And they really, you know, including the part of speaking of it being in the Spanish language, no, no opposition to it at all. They were, they were supportive at HBO. Uh, just for our listeners, like, what if you can describe what the show's about, like in a couple of sentences, what can they expect when they're watching Los Spookies? Um, I would say it's um, insane and funny and weird and um, abstract, supernatural. The music is really cool. Great actors. It's bizarre and it's about optimism. It's about having a dream about doing something and just really following through and just getting together with your friends to do something fun and then turn it into your job. Yeah. And realizing that life has uh, not necessarily has to be that dramatic, you know? I, I sometimes I feel like Latinos, like we have a lot of sense of humor and we like to laugh and everything, but sometimes we like to suffer a lot. Like, you know, like our mothers and they're like very intense sometimes. Pressures. Yeah, you know what I mean? And and sometimes I feel like um, understanding that that life doesn't have to be that dramatic is, is very important. Yes, and coming uh, from a culture like the Mexican culture, really deep into the telenovelas, you know? Yeah. La maldita lisiada. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yelling seven chapters, the same uh, painful thing. Yes, and what I like that the show keeps from the origi original idea is that uh, it's a show that used uh, to be named uh, Only Good Things Happen. 
and that idea it's still the spirit of the of the show so it's refreshing for for us so our listeners often tell us that they're inspired by the careers of our guests. So I would love for you guys just to drop maybe one or two sentences of knowledge on like how the kids out there listening to this podcast can aspire to break barriers and do what you guys are doing. I would say um, get together with your friends, people who make you laugh, people who uh, think in, instead of thinking about the future goal, think of present tense. What, what's going to be fun to do tonight? What's, some, what's a stage we can get on or what's something we could shoot uh, as a video? What's a podcast we could do today? Uh, and then the rest falls into place later. That all works itself out. But just it's, o- it's okay to think of the present day and what's going to be fun for the moment. Yeah, it's really good because it's actually true. Yeah. No, you you have to work for it, and then like ten years after you're in the present moment, you realize that you have come to a place that you you would like to think about when you were ten years before. That's really good, good advice. Yes, I just will say find your passion, and no matter how far or how hard it seems to keep doing it, just keep playing and keep enjoying. Yeah. Thank you all so much. We're appreciative of your time and your creativity. Please keep doing what you're doing and moving our people forward. Palante. Gracias. And what is your lineage, by the way? What countries? So my mother's from the Dominican Republic and my father is Russian. So I'm a Dominican. Wow. And yourself? I'm 100% Platano. Which oh. is Dominican, yes. All right, Platano. Platano. <laughs> Prefer others, so yeah. All right. Well, to, yesterday was like a, like a, the Puerto Rican. Yeah. Oh yeah, my husband's Puerto Rican. I didn't see him for the whole weekend. Yeah, and <laughs> he, was just, like, he didn't even come home, place. but I didn't ask. Yeah. It's not like he's cheating. He's just out there being Puerto Rican. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have one question. I was reading in the in the show notes that you're a legendary LA parking valet. Mm-hmm. How did you establish a legendary parking valet? Well, that's the character. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I understand, yeah. But it's like, How do you establish it? You, we have a little segment, uh, and there's like a little part in the in the first episode where you see him as a little kid growing up to be a valet parker. Like he's like he takes pride in it. He even with his toy cars, he's like really good at parking them. Mm-hmm. The, you know. And how do you park in real life, Fred? Um, I think I'm a good parker. Uh, I think other people think I'm too slow because oh. I really take my time and I find the right <laughs> spot. I I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like wedge into like any spot. I like I like the space between cars and you know under the shade if it's the sun. Like I really find the right spot. So I, I think I'm excellent. I respect that. <laughs> you take your time with the approach rather than uh, uh, like no. Austin Powers it. That no, no. <laughs> Nobody has time for that. How no. about you guys? Do you park well? Well, she is a really good parker. I'm a I'm a good parker. Yeah, yeah. I prefer Uber. The key to park, you know, the key to park wall is that you have to put the mirror of the car that's in front and your mirror at the same level Uh from the beginning. You you, you put it like that, and if you're in some level, then you can start circling around into the place. My car is missing a mirror, so I definitely Uh, can't. Then you're not a good driver to buy a mirror. (laughs) Thank Thank you guys so much. 
That was incredible. Mm-hmm. I just have to give a big shout out to HBO for inviting us here. Also to the creators, Fred Armisen, Anna Fabrega, Julio Torres, to Cassandra Cianguerotti, Bernardo Velasco. Thank you so much for your time. I love that. It was so inspiring. And yeah. I can't wait to watch more of this show. But we're inside a movie theater. And what does that mean? That means that we don't. We can just stay here and watch movies. And watch movies all day. Yeah. And drink beer. Yeah. At and the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Wait. So, I'm down. Let's That's do so it. Brooklyn. We're just all gonna right. watch movies all day. So all thanks right. for tuning in. Wow, Rachel. Good job interviewing. That was thanks. really good. I really enjoyed talking to everybody. I mean, sitting across the table from one of your comedy idols, Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fantastic. It's one of the perks of this job. Thank you, job. All right. What an episode, Mike. Absolutely. And on that note, we out. Oye, mijo, qué show es ese que están escuchando. Tremenda vaina. Hola, amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda vaina. Tremenda vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.